Hi, I'm Whitney Lee, founder of Socially PR and Digital Media, and for over a decade, I've been creating and executing marketing and PR plans for businesses all over the U.S. I'm obsessed with helping entrepreneurs bring their big ideas to life and most importantly, boost their bottom line. The Socially Relevant Podcast is a resource to give you clarity, ideas, and inspiration that you can actually apply to marketing your business. So you won't find any overwhelming tech talk here. We're breaking down all the details in a way that's fun and easy to understand, giving you tangible ways to take action. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. Today's episode is not sexy at all. Um, but it's something that, you know, it's like one of the most important aspects in in marketing and PR. So today we're going to be talking about reporting. And honestly, like what spurred this uh, episode for me was because we were looking back at a whole year and uh, we were putting together a newsletter for the agency. Um, we do a, a newsletter once a month that talks about our clients and um, you know, cool things happening within the agency and awards that we get and cool stuff happening with our clients. So anyway, we have this newsletter and, um, the newsletter, uh, was going to be like a recap of the year and some of our wins for our clients throughout the year and all the different services we do. So, um, some cool wins from email marketing, some cool wins from PR, social media, uh, that kind of stuff. So, um, we started pulling together these wins and I was like, you know, it is pretty interesting, you know, like measuring success and how do we measure success? Uh, and honestly, it's probably the most important part of the agency other than like executing the work. It's really, really important with the agency because I mean, that's how you keep clients, right? If you're not proving your worth, clients are going to fire you or in your job. And maybe you work for a corporate company or something like if you're not proving your worth, um, you know, Either you're going to get fired, the boss is going to be, you know, whatever. Like there's going to be, you know, the whole point is that you have to be producing something in what we do or the position's going to get eliminated or whatever the case may be. Um, so reporting is something that we focus on a lot. We do put together monthly reports for our clients and send to them uh, just because I think there's power in seeing the data for people. You know, we are a super data-driven agency uh, and that's one thing that's probably different about us. There are a lot of PR agencies that are like, you know, um, they measure in, in other ways, you know, but we look at data a lot. Um, and especially in regards to social media, because <clears throat> I see people make this mistake all the time. We get into marketing for a client, or maybe the client has worked for the company for so many years and they think they know everything. They're like, no, 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 this is what our, our people want. This is what works for our business. But when you look at the data, like that's not what people want, obviously. So, you know, I always say you have to stay away from the focus group of one, like what you think, even though you may know the business, the market, the, the industry, whatever the case may be, what you think is not always 100% valid. Like it has to be backed up with data. And I especially enjoy this because clients will come to us and say, we don't need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do this, this, and this. But then, and you know, depending on what it is, sometimes we'll do it and we bring back to them the data to show like, hey, this is not it. Let's try this. 
And then when we try something different, the data goes up, up, up. The numbers look better. So like it actually gives you a leg to stand on rather than just going, you know, arguing back and forth based on your opinion and their opinion. It's not about opinions. Okay. You know, I, I used to be the director of marketing for the Hilton Sandestin and, you know, one of the aspects of the resort. So we had the hotel, but then we also had a spa and we had a, like a triple, uh, triple a four diamond restaurant there, a steakhouse called cigars. And, um, you know, cigars is <clears throat> kind of like a roost Chris, but, um, locally owned and a super top notch restaurant. Their target market was like 60 year old men, you know, 50, I'd say 50 plus 50 plus men, you know, that, are affluent and wealthy, you know, it's an expensive restaurant. So I have to remember to myself when I was there, I was like 25 years old. I have to remind myself, okay, I'm not a 60 year old man, you know, like it doesn't matter what Whitney thinks looks good, what Whitney thinks is going to perform best, what Whitney thinks about this and that you have to rely on data and just remember that you are not always the target market. And even in a situation Okay, let's take the spa. I am the target market for the spa. I am their exact target market. Um, but even when you are the target market, that doesn't mean that your opinion is going to cover the entire gamut. So you have to do a lot of testing in what we do. Uh, and clients don't usually love that. You have to do some testing to start developing data. And then when you actually see the data after a few months, then you can actually start making educated decisions, you know, based on what you see. So when people sign a contract with us, I make them commit to at least six months with us. And I told them, I'm like, the first three months really is not only us getting to know you, learning the voice, learning the business inside and out, but we are doing a lot of testing. And usually after three months of data, that's when we start to get enough information to be able to you know, really develop a more educated plan for them. I mean, we know based on some of our experience in the industry and, and platforms and things like that, we, we can make some pretty educated decisions in the very beginning. But once you start getting that data, that is when you actually can really start making moves. So reporting is such an important part of it. And uh, we actually had a client, um, we have a new, well, they're not really new. We've had them up for a few months now, but it is a cannabis clinician's practice. So they're not a dispensary. They're not actually selling marijuana. They are the physicians that um, give you your medical marijuana card. They're in Florida and Mississippi. Those states are both medicinal only. Um, so if people want to access marijuana, they have to go through them. Um, and she had a really um, kind of broad question, but it's a great one. And her question was just like, hey, how do we measure success? And so I went through each one of the services that we do because every service is so different. And I kind of dialed out some bullet points for her of like, hey, in email marketing, these are the successes that we see. In social media, these are this is how we measure success. So um, that's kind of uh, how this episode is going to be broken down. Uh, and I love that she was aware enough to ask that question because usually clients are there, they only measure success in sales. Like, did you make sales or not? Yes or no. And I think I've harped on this enough for hopefully if you listen to past episodes, you know, this, the goal of PR is not sales. The goal of social media is not sales. 
Like some of these are long game, you know, um, tactics and strategies that bring in people over time and develop relationships with your potential target market, you know, your potential guests or customers or clients, you know. So sales is not always how you measure success. And it's our job as an agency and yours, if you're in, you know, a marketing PR role, it is your job to make sure your boss or your client knows that from day one. And I even talk about that when I'm on a, like doing a proposal with somebody and I'm actually presenting the proposal to work with us. I tell them this up front because from day one, their expectations have to be managed because otherwise every client goes into the relationship thinking like, okay, I'm hiring this company and they're going to bring me lots of sales. The end. Like that's how they work. You have to educate them up front so that you don't get into the relationship and then they feel disappointed in what you're doing And what you're doing is actually seeing success, but in their head, they were expecting something else. Client expectations. My God, I should probably do a whole episode on client expectations and how to set yourself up for success or boss. This can be applied to a boss as well. Um, Expectations, how to set those from the beginning and how to, you know, maintain those expectations and uh, explain your worth to clients and and uh, your boss so that they speak the language. Because again, there I I have to remind myself, and I'm reminding you right now, they're not in our world. They don't work in our industry. That's why they're hiring you and me. You know, so you have to educate them on what success looks like. You know, uh, and again, like <clears throat> I always use this analogy. Marketing and PR is like dating, okay? Um, You don't necessarily propose on the first date, right? I mean, somebody probably does out there, whatever. More power to them. Um, I'm interested to know if that works out, but um, you don't propose on the first date, right? You have to like date someone and get to know them and and go on, you know, spend time with them and and learn their personality and see their integrity and, and different things like that. Um, so that's why I tell clients, you know, setting their expectations of you're not getting you're you're not going to get sales overnight. You're not going to get proposed to on the first date. That's not the strategy. We're trying to date your clients, your your customers. We're trying to date your target market. And get them to fall in love with us so that we can live happily ever after forever, okay? We're not trying to just propose or sleep with them on the first date and one and done, goodbye, you know? So I have to try to teach them that it's a long game um, in a lot of the services that we do. So let's go through and talk about, um, you know, each service, the ones that we do, um, And let's talk about like, what would we consider, like, what do we measure and and what shows success? So I'm going to start off with social media first. Uh, And I'll say this, as soon as you take on a client or you start a job, you have to measure year over year. So it's important for you to immediately pull data on day one to see where is their following at? What does their engagement level look like? Um, things like that. So give yourself a baseline of from day one, here's where the client or the business was at on social media. 
And then every single month we have a, a spreadsheet that we pop these numbers into. We have little columns and for every month we just pop in the data. It is super fast. Sometimes our interns help us with this as well, but I like for our content creators to look at it too, because that helps show them uh, what's performing best and helps them craft the content coming up. So um, the first thing we look at obviously is the following, how much did it grow? Okay. Um, then we also look at engagement level because engagement is huge. We, if we're posting stuff and people aren't engaging with it, then okay, there's a problem. Um, we also look at the top posts of the month and see, you know, when I say top posts, the best performing posts of the month, this is all inside of Facebook business analytics. Their analytics are legit. Um, you can find out all kinds of stuff, almost to the point where it can get overwhelming. And that's why I simplify it down to this. Um, so top posts, you know, best performing posts and also worst performing posts. Again, that's super valuable for the content creator to see, because if every time you post, um, you know, a recipe, maybe you're posting a recipe for something once a week, no engagement, no love, no response, then drop that, stop doing it you know, figure out something else to post because people aren't engaging with it. Um, so top posts, lowest posts. Um, we also look at click-throughs. Uh, we use a platform called Bitly to make like little short trackable links. Uh, but I'll say this, you know, I, I don't encourage a lot of links on all your posts. This is specifically for platforms like Facebook that allow links in your copy, you know, like Instagram, you have to say like link in bio or something, but, um, I, I don't think, you know, I, I call it the 80, 20 rule. 80% of your posts should be engaging and, and not click through 20% of your posts can have a call to action with a click through to your website. First of all, Facebook does not like it when you lead people to other sites. So that's already going to ping your engagement right there. Your organic visibility because they see that link in there and they're like, mm-hmm, you're trying to send somebody elsewhere. So A, um, I, you know, I don't think that it, it actually hurts you to, to put the link in there. But God, some clients get their heads wrapped around this of like, no, every single post needs a call to action. Call to action. Click here to buy now. Click here to buy now. And I'm like, God, stop. You sound like one of those MLM people that are just like hammering your DMs of like, you know, what can I sell you? Join my team, blah, blah, blah. Like people don't want to be sold crap. Okay. This is more about developing a relationship. Again, sorry, I digress. I could go on a whole tangent about this, but we do look at click throughs for those few number of posts that do include a, include a link. We actually look to see how many clicks those links got. Um, and then we also look at ad performance. If we're doing paid campaigns for that client, some clients, most of our clients do paid social, which is really incredibly helpful. I think it's great to have, you You have to have both on social. You have to have organic, um, good, solid organic content. And you also have to have some paid as well. Those two together are freaking fire. All right. So if they're doing ads, it totally, the way we measure it totally depends on the objective of the ad. Cause again, I don't know how much y'all know about like social media ads, but there's different objectives you can pick. Like I'm trying to get more likes on my page. I want to get more click throughs. I want to get more email signups. I want to get more conversions. 
So it depends on which objective you're working on, then, you know, the what you measure is different. So like for a click-through ad, you would look to see how many click-throughs you got. For a conversion ad, you would see how much you spent versus how much you converted. Um, if you're trying to get more likes, you see how much, how many new likes you got. That's pretty straightforward, right? So social media, make sure you measure year over year. And we, and I mean, you can add in other stats if you think other information would be valuable, but we do, just recapping, uh, the following and how it's growing. Number two, the engagement. Is it going up? Your top posts, your lowest posts, your number of click-throughs, and then for your ad performance depends on what the objective is. So that is social media. We look at that every single month and we have a shared Google sheet that the client can access at any time. So, you know, and it's also kind of been interesting too that we we have one for each client. And then we, you know, for example, like in the month of November, we actually saw every single client's social media numbers go down a little bit, like their engagement and stuff, uh, their visibility. It's very, very interesting. So we told clients that too. That's just... <coughs> insightful and interesting. So maybe it's not anything to do with their page. Maybe it's the season of the year, you know? Um, so, you know, that is some interesting. And we told them, we're like, Hey, look, you know, we pulled your stats for this month and they dropped a little. However, just an interesting sidebar for you. Every single one of our clients stats dropped a little bit. So it's kind of cool for them to have that comparison, um, just to know, you know, they're not alone there. So it could just be the season. Okay. So that's social media, um, email marketing. Okay. So how do we measure success with email marketing? First of all, list growth is your list growing. I mean, you're going to have people that unsubscribe. That's completely normal, but always making sure that your unsubscribe rate is not huge. If it is, you need to look at something. Either you're giving people, you're, usually the problem is you're emailing them too often. They get annoyed. Um, or the, you know, maybe the content you're doing is not valuable, that kind of thing. So list growth. Um, and we don't really report on this, but I do check to make sure there's not a, a, a significant number of um, unsubscribed. So most, I would say like on every email, usually about 1% if that will unsubscribe it just depends on the size of your that's why I'm trying to give you all a percentage cuz like it depends on the the size of your current list but i'd say if more than 2 or 3% is unsubscribing every time you send an email you you should look at what you're doing okay so list growth is one open rate is a huge one look at the percentage okay um, for open rate, they say anything over 10% is good, uh, but really over 20% is like considered good, solid. Like that's that's what you're shooting for is at least 20% open rate. And this is completely driven off of what your subject line is and when you're emailing people, what time of day, what time, what day of the week. So if your open rate sucks, if your open rate's like at a 3%, 4%, something like that, you need to look at your subject line. Y'all, I'm a psycho about subject lines. My team knows this too. Like I will literally sit there for like 30 minutes and brainstorm a freaking subject line for an email. 
because it it plays such a role if they open the email or not. Actually, we did a um episode on subject lines. Um, because it's that important. So if you want to go back and listen to it, I don't know off the top of my head what um, episode number it is, but scroll back and definitely take a peek uh, because subject lines are everything. And then day of the week, you just really have to test that out. You know, when you first start doing it, you know, try every day of the week at the same time. Monday at 10, then the next email, Tuesday at 10, Wednesday at 10, then look at all that, okay? And then once you figure out the best day, then start testing with times, early, early morning, lunchtime, late at night, that kind of thing. Um, and again, test it all out and see what works. So, um, so open rate, okay? So we measure list growth, open rate, the click-through rate, which means like if they're clicking on content in the email, um, we look at the click-through percentage, but also like we pay attention to what is getting the highest click-through rate. So if, you know, the, um, you know, the how-to tip of the week, whatever client this might be, just an example, um, the how-to tip of the week is getting tons of click-throughs, boom, you know that's effective. If something else is getting no click-throughs, okay, you might want to reevaluate. Should that continue to be in the email? Um, and then also, you know, you can measure, and I don't like to go through sales, but it depends on the client and what the email is, um, what the email is talking about and what the client, like what the actual business is, but you can look at sales, money earned. So, and clients love that one. So um, just to recap, email marketing, what we measure, list growth, open rate, click-through rate, and then money earned, if that's applicable. You know, some people we do like newsletters for where it's more editorial content, and that's not really driving a lot of um, cash flow, but it's still staying in front of them in a non-salesy kind of way, you know? So that's email marketing, Okay, so let's talk about websites in general um, and SEO. So, um, so you know, I do not claim to be an SEO expert by any means. I know enough about it. I mean, I definitely speak the language, but I am not like, um, you know, a master of Google and all things SEO. I'm not, I don't claim to be an SEO expert, but there is a lot in public relations and social that goes into that, you know, we work hand in hand with SEO people. So, um, and also website, like I'm not a, a website developer, but I know that the power of getting visibility on your website is incredibly huge. Um, so what do we measure when it comes to people's websites and SEOs? So website views, definitely. How many views are they getting? And I love y'all looking at Google analytics is addicting, it is so addicting. It's like you can see which pages that people look at the most, how long they're on the pages, um, that kind of thing. So website views are very, very important. Um, and you can also see where people fall off the site. Like every time they go to this page, then they leave the site. Okay, they, they call that a bounce. Okay, so if everyone's bouncing off that page, there's something on that page you need to reassess. So anyway, we look at website views, number one. Uh, you know, month to month, how many are they getting? It's really interesting. So like when I was with the Hilton, um, January was our highest month by far. 
people were booking in on and they were on the website like crazy in January. But I think it was because, and then again, focus group of one here, people had um they'd been doing holidays, holidays, holidays. January got here and then they're like, oh my God, spring break is eight weeks away. We need to book this. And they were just with their family. So they were able to coordinate dates and all that kind of stuff. So January was, and I think also it's freezing in January, most places. Um, so people are dreaming about the beach. So I don't know, maybe some of that or all of that played a role, but January was our biggest month in website traffic. So we, you know, knowing that you can make some powerful decisions and plan ahead for that. So um, website views. Uh, number two, we look at acquisition, which means where are people coming to the site from? So for example, when I worked with Emerald Grand, this was a, a big hotel in the Destin Harbor. Um, our number one acquisition source was this little tiny website called destination.com. Um, Destin dash asian.com and it was just like a information site about the city of Destin and like things to do places to stay blah 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 they were referring more people like people were clicking from their website onto our website more and more and so we were like wow so we went to those people that own the site and we were like hey how do we get a power a partnership going here you know so acquisition is very very interesting also you can look at it and see like oh n- social media is our number one acquisition source boom talk about job security if you're handling the social you know um so that's pretty powerful or email or whatever um just i knowing where your viewers are coming from okay Number three, backlinks. Um, you know, if you're that kind of goes back to acquisition, and I'm gonna do a whole episode on backlinks. We've had conversations lately, multiple conversations with clients about backlinks, uh, and it is incredibly valuable for your website. Basically, a backlink, just long story short, is when someone else on their site links to your site and people start clicking it and coming to your site from there. So that's considered a backlink. Um, and then also, you know, where are you, we measure where clients are falling organically in the sort search. So when someone Googles, you know, Scottsdale spa, where does pampered soul pop up? Are, Are they first? Are they last? Are they on the fourth page? You know, we start watching to see if they are moving up. Okay. They were on the fourth page when we first started. Now we've gotten them on the second page, you know, this is valuable for clients that we do blogs for, um, all the time when we pitch clients and I'm like, you need a blog. They're like, they don't want to spend the money on it. They don't want to pay us to do it because they're like, oh, that's just kind of silly. It's like a journal. And we're like, no, 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 this is not a journal. And they're like, yeah, but no one's going to read it. And I'm like, Google is going to be reading it. And that is all that matters, my friends. Okay. That's the purpose of a blog. Then you repurpose it, right? You put it out through social and drive, you know, people to, you put a teaser on social and say, read the full story here, click through to your website. That's a good call to action to have on your social. Totally acceptable, non-salesy. Um, so, you know, that's the purpose of a blog. You repurpose it in your email, get people to click through to it. So um, are they moving up organically in in keyword uh, search terms, okay? So just to reiterate, what we measure for websites, views, acquisition sources, backlinks, and moving up organically in search terms, okay? In like key search terms, like I said, like hotel destined, 
spa, Scottsdale, you know. Okay, and I saved PR for the last one for us to discuss because it's the hardest one to measure. You know, sometimes it's like the things that we work on in PR is it can be vague in regards to like results. So like reputation, you know, really the only way you can like measure if their reputation is increasing is like, I guess if they're getting better reviews and things like that. So PR is definitely the hardest to measure because it's so, um, it's so like 50,000 feet. Like you are trying to work on visibility and perception in PR, you know? Um, so some of the ways that we measure PR, uh, is through press coverage, obviously, if we're getting stories, um, through collaborations, you know, like maybe we score a collaboration with another brand. Um, you know, we had a spa that did a collaboration, um, like a partnership with, uh, wax, like a a line of wax, like wax that people, you know, they use like do body waxing. So like, how is the collaboration going? How are you, how many people are you reaching through that collaboration? Like, if they're posting about you on their social, things like that. So you can measure collaborations, um, number of interviews and the reach of each one. So this is for like people when we do podcast tours, like, okay, in the last month we scored you X amount of, um, interviews on podcasts and each one of those interviews, each one of those podcasts gets, I don't know, a hundred thousand downloads every month. So you're potentially reaching 300,000 people this month due to those num the interviews we scored for you. Um, and I will say this too. Um, this just is like an extra measurement. If you get things like that, if you get interviews on a podcast or, uh, in other platforms, always have something that's driving those people back to you. Okay. At the end of the episode, maybe it's like a special offer of, you know, um, go to my website and enter to win this, you know, like a free consultation with me or whatever people are selling. Um, so always have something at the end of the interview that, you know, they can put in the show notes and it drives them back to you, you know, uh, so that you're building, you, you have the ability to connect with these people in the future. You know, you're building your audience bigger and bigger. So, um, that could be something else you measure as well. Um, okay. Visibility. Here's another vague one. Okay. And I'll give y'all an example. How do you freaking measure visibility? Um, so we had this uh, resort and it's a beachfront resort and they, uh, we were trying to get more user generated content from them um, because they don't have a food and beverage outlet and things like that. So really like they're, what people are posting when they're on property is literally just like them on the beach and they could kind of be anywhere, you know, but we wanted something like that would help generate user generated content. And it would be branded. So like, you know, for example, at one of our resorts, they have a big grotto pool. Everybody takes a photo in front of the grotto pool. And obviously you're at the island. If you got the grotto pool behind you, like it's very recognizable. But if people are just taking photos on the beach, like again, that beach could literally be anywhere. Um, And they don't know what resort they're at. So we get this big monument sign made. Like, you know, one of those signs that people like climb on top of and take photos with and everything for their Instagram Um, so we've been measuring how many guests are sharing and tagging, uh, sharing photos with that new sign and tagging our property and tagging our location. So that's something cool. Like that's a, a good way to measure visibility. Um, we also measure, um, 
uh, influencers. So, uh, you know, their reach, how far they, you know, like how many, um, when an influencer works with us on a, you know, maybe it's a restaurant or a resort or something or a spa, um, we look and see, we ask them for stats and say, you've got to submit these stats to us. How many, and we also give them trackable links so that we can see how many people they're actually driving to our site. Because if they're an influencer that absolutely crushes it for us, we're going to have them back over and over again. Um, and then, you know, sometimes you'll see these influencers that have these huge following and then they get absolutely no engagement. Womp. Then you kind of know like, mm-hmm, they bought those followers. So um, we measure influencers and also affiliates. We've been starting to um, do a lot of affiliate work because, you know, the affiliate programs are so important if you're trying to pitch for media coverage. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, affiliates are basically, it's like a fancy word for referral fee. Okay. So those are the people that are like, Hey, click the link in my bio and use, you know, code Whitney two, and you get 20% off, you know, they're getting a cut of every bit you spent, um, you buy using their code or using their link, you know? Um, so with the affiliate programs that we're managing, we measure how many new affiliates do we have? How much, how often are they sharing? what you know and again it goes back this one actually does go back to sales like how many how much sales are coming from our affiliates if it's really really low maybe you need to do a better job in educating them and offering them things and staying connected with them so um that is how we measure affiliates so just to recap and god that i mean there's probably so many other ways to measure pr i could go on for days and days but for the sake of this episode the ones I wrote down, press coverage, collaborations, um, inter- number of interviews, visibility, influencers, you know, their reach, their link clicks, affiliates, new affiliates, how much are they sharing and selling? So, um, yeah, that those are the ways that we report every single month just because, you know, sometimes with us being remote and we're not in our clients' offices, sometimes it's like out of sight out of sight, out of mind. And if we're not consistently showing them what we're doing, some of our clients are super involved with us and they know how much we're working on for them. Other clients, some of them are really, really freaking busy and they don't have time to like see every single email that we copy them on. And so they don't realize that these wins are happening. So um, before we end the episode, I wanted to share some of the kind of cool ones that we put in our newsletter. And if you're not on our newsletter list, um, give me a shout or actually head to our website. Um, you can sign up there. It's besocially.com. B as in boy, E as in egg, social, L-E-E.com. So there's going to be two L's and two E's right next to each other at the end of that. So besocially.com. Um, so, okay. the And you can sign up for the email newsletter there. So let's go. Sorry, I pulled up this report and I'm like, whoa, numbers. Um, I was going to go through some of these really cool ones really quick. So email marketing wins. So one of our clients is an, a group of Indian restaurants. I freaking love Indian food so much, especially in the cold months. Um, and it's super authentic too. Um, the owner Harshal is like Indian and amazing and oh my God, the food's so good. Um, but in one month, we did a social media ad. So this is kind of a, a social media ad and an email marketing win. We did a social media ad um, that was capturing new email contacts where they had to click through, enter in their email, and then they got a coupon. Um, so the ad brought 359 new email subscribers 
in one month, which was awesome. That literally like doubled their list. Um, and then also all those people got a, um, they got a coupon. Like an, we set up like an auto reply of like, Hey, thanks for joining our list. Here's a coupon for your next visit. And I don't have the numbers on how many people brought in those coupons, but they were bringing them in. So like that's win, win, win after win. So, um, that's a really good one for email marketing. Um, and also if we want to talk sales for a hot second, one of our resorts, um, their email system is actually connected with their, um, booking engine, which is so helpful. Um, check this out over the entire year, the emails, um, were generated $69,000 directly from the email campaign, $69,000 in room night revenue. And overall they, it was, it generated $166,000 over the year. So let me explain this. So when they send an email, people click through to the website, the people that actually clicked right through and bought that's $69,000. Okay. Then probably what the bigger number is, is that they clicked through, they didn't buy, and we have a, a, a booking abandonment email set up. For anybody who doesn't know what that means, like they, if they didn't finish and buy, you know, like finish and actually book the stay, um, it emails them and reminds them within like 24 hours of like, hey, don't forget, like, you know, book, book your stay, you know it checks back in with them. So that is $166,000 total throughout the whole year. So the owners, the owners of the resort were so excited to see those numbers. So 166,000 bucks in their pocket, thanks to email marketing. So awesome. Um, Okay, some cool PR wins. Um, our coffee clients, Smart Sips, if you haven't checked out Smart Sips Coffee, oh my God, they do all these really cool, fun, crazy flavors, but it's all no sugar, no carb, okay? So they have like carrot cake coffee. They have cinnamon sugar coffee, cinnamon sugar cookie coffee. They have, um, their number one flavor is blueberry crumble coffee, okay? Anyway, coffee drinkers, get excited, check them out. Um... So Smart Sips, we actually got them in a feature on BuzzFeed, which was a huge win. So excited about that one. Uh, I think it was the top five. This was like back in April or May. Top five cold brews that you want to try this summer. And they were in the list with a direct link to their website. Yeah. So that was really, really exciting. Um, Another one, we actually hosted a VIP night at one of our resorts and they have an amazing... um, restaurant on property. So we invited a bunch of local media to come out, um, to the restaurant. And we did like a chef's table testing where the chef like brought out multiple dishes and let them try all kinds of stuff. And they were snapping photos and sharing on their own personal social. But the best thing about it was, uh, we actually got a feature story in the South Santa Rosa news and we got a partnership with a, uh, snowbird publication. So, that was a very amazing win. Just the story alone in the Santa Rosa news was worth all of that. So, um, and you know, we, one of our team members went and actually sat and like, it helps us build connections with media too. So, um, those were some cool PR wins, um, some social media wins. Okay. These are really, really freaking awesome. Okay. So one, we have a client that's an aquarium, uh, right on the beach, 
and uh, it's called the Golfarium. Okay, on their Facebook and Instagram. Okay, Facebook page increased by 40% compared to the last year, and their Instagram reach increased by 443% compared to last year. Holla, that's amazing. And some of the, you know, like sometimes when some of these um, people on like boards and organizations, not necessarily this client, but sometimes, you know, if they're older people, they don't really understand social, but they understand stats like this. So that's really, really exciting. Also, um, another one that we saw really amazing results from uh, Star Clippers. So we represent an international sailing line. So these are not like little tiny sailboats. These sailboats are the size of football fields. It is the coolest thing ever. They have three ships and they are all over the world. One season they're in the Mediterranean. Next season they're like over by Thailand. Then right now in the winter they're in the Caribbean. It's like we don't use the word cruise, but it's basically like a, a sailing adventure for people who hate cruises, you know, like those carnival cruises where there's 1 million people on the boats and everything. I think this boat, I think the star Clippers boats can hold like two to 300 people. So it's still a really big boat, but it's not going to be like a carnival cruise where there's like 1200 people on the boat and screaming kids running. And yeah, this is like super authentic and they can actually take the ships into like really small ports that those big cruise lines can't get into. So when you go to these destinations, you actually get to like experience the the real local destination and not the like cheesy tourist, you know, harbor area. Um, anyway, I digress. Star Clippers, check them out. Um, we started managing, at first we were doing email marketing for them and then we switched um, and we started handling social for them. So in one month, their Facebook reach increased by 149%. And their Instagram reach increased in one month, 743%. Yeah, the, that's exciting. We love sharing that too with the ownership. Um, and then some influencer marketing wins. Um, we had uh, several influencers that came to uh, one of our resorts um, and they had thousands, we, with the trackable links, we just between three influencers, we had over a thousand clicks to their booking site. So that's cool. We also give them, um, a code too. So we can actually see not only how many people click through to the site, but how many people actually book. So that's really, really cool. Um, one year we had an influencer campaign for a resort. We had six influencers come. We did not pay them. We just gave them a free stay and some free food and beverage and it generated $33,000 in room night revenue. And the owner was like, what? Please have all the influencers you want. Um, we had another uh, vacation rental company that we had some influencers come out for. Two influencers. And uh, they just got, I think, two or three night stays. Uh, each influencer did. Um, but we got almost 400 new Instagram followers on their, that client's account. So that was really, really exciting. But it's stuff like this, like you got to get numbers in there for it to be real to people. And again, business owners and clients, they're business people. They're looking at numbers. You can't just be like, yeah, that was, that was cool. We got lots of likes. Like that's not good enough. You have to give them real data that they can chew on to show your worth or otherwise they're not going to stick around. So um, the last thing I was going to share is, um, just some cool team wins we had this year. My gosh, the team has like doubled. 
Uh, if you guys don't follow us on social, oh my gosh, um, check it out so you can kind of get to know more than just me. And I'll definitely have to have uh, the team come on um, the pod at some point. But um, we're a team of eight right now. Um, and we're all over. We work fully remotely and, uh, we're actually a fully female team. So that's cool. I mean, I love it. I, I would hire a guy. So if there's any men out there listening, I just don't get a lot of resumes for men. Actually, I don't get any. Um, so anyway, we're a fully female team and we actually, um, all live in the state of Florida. So, but we're all spread out. So we've got people in Pensacola, people in Destin, 30A area, uh, Tallahassee, Tampa, and south of Jacksonville as well. So spread out all over the map, but um, really cool and diverse group of women that I just love spending time with them. You know, like your work people are like your family. You spend almost just as much time with your work family as you do your regular family. So um, some cool stuff. Let's see. Eli, one of our content managers, she presented on the panel uh, for the Destin Chamber BizTech Summit. Um, she was talking about, uh, she was the featured speaker. There were four different speakers, but her, she specifically talked on video content for Instagram and Facebook. So that was kind of cool. Um, also, the agency, we were nominated as one of the top PR agencies um, along the Emerald Coast. And 2023 best in Destin awards. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I have another something to share after the beginning of the year, but I can't share it right now. Um, also the launch of this podcast, like what a success I've been saying for years that I wanted to do a podcast. So, uh, we've already published over 40 episodes. We drop one every single Monday. I, I saw the stats on this and I thought it was so cool. Um, it's been streamed in 12 different countries. So I don't know where you're listening from, but I would love to know. So um, shoot me a DM. The, uh, uh, on Instagram, I'm the Whitney Lee, or you can DM the agency too. I'll see it there. Um, but yeah, I love, I love seeing that people all over the world are literally listening to this podcast. So hopefully that means it's valuable to y'all. Um, and one other cool thing, I got a very special honor, um, the United Way Emerald Coast, they do a big 40 under 40 awards. Uh, so this year I was named to one of the 40 under 40. So this was for Okaloosa and Walton County in Florida. They say it's their top young leaders excelling in the areas of leadership, community involvement and professional accomplishment. So thank you, United Way. Thank you so much. And for the people who nominated me for that, I thought that was such an, an amazing award and I appreciate it so much. So what a great year 2022 was. I'm excited for 23. All things are moving on up. Good stuff is happening. So thanks for tuning in. I'm excited for you guys to hear uh, some of the stuff we have coming up in the new year. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you thought the info was beneficial, it would mean so much if you take a quick second to write us a review and share it on social media. If you have a question about a topic or a specific industry you wanna learn more about, reach out to us on Socialies, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also find me personally, The Whitney Lee on Instagram. We are excited to connect with you and help you make your business more socially relevant. Oh, 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 oh